This is Radio Free Pro Wrestling, the home of smart and stunning wrestling takes. With your host, David the Smart Mark, and stunning Sean Burkhead. The liberation starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stunning season finale of Radio Free Professional Wrestling Season 1. And of course, I am none other than the red, white, and American so stunning Churchill Cup champion, the stunning one. And I'm along with my co-host, the former champion, David the Smart Mark. David, how you doing? Oh, hello. How are you? Good afternoon, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Oh, he, he promised he wouldn't do it. He promised he wouldn't do it, but he's doing it. God love him, he's doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of an era, and I'm so sorry. I can only apologise on behalf of my podcast host. But I don't know what's wrong with him. No, I really don't. I don't know. We've looked for many things, but no. He's still here, and he's um, he's going to go into the new era as the Churchill Cup champion. No one can deny that, and I've not put up much of a challenge this time. And to everyone out there, I am sorry. So, David, this um, firewall that you call Ring of Honor, what happened? I got my ass kicked. No two ways about it. I can hold my hands up. It happens. I'm quite willing to hold my hands up and say, you know, you, you came good. Every dog has his day. Every, uh, every child gets a present. Every, you know, every Santa delivery delivers, and yours delivered, and I made some crucial mistakes, and, um, yeah, you won. You won comfortably. It's all over. I got good hiding. I'm laying there on the floor crying. I've had my cold showers, beat myself with a spoon. There's nothing I can do about it. You won fair and square, and I will hold my hand up and say, well done, but stop bloody gloating. But it's so much fun. No, I'm being magnanimous in defeat, believe it or not. Well, this week, we're going to talk a lot about what happened <laughs> at SummerSlam and the fallout from SummerSlam, and plus a strange new logo for our beloved NXT. You <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Well, let's slide over to the Sunny Six Questions and get the show on the road. It's time for the Stunning Six Question. All the whys and what have they done now? Hopefully, David and Sean can make sense of it. Okay, David, first question up. What return were you happy about and what return did you not care for between Brock, Ah. Becky, and KLR? So, Brock, Becky, and KLR. Mm. Which one didn't I care for? Mm. Well, that's a tough one, that's your Becky Lynch! Becky Lynch got off my telly. Becky Lynch come back to Ireland. Becky Lynch, just, just, I don't want to see it ever again. I, it wasn't. I'm not a fan of Bianca Belair by any means. I've made that perfectly clear on this show. But boy, was she royally bent over and screwed. You know, I mean, it was just like, oh yes, the Queen's back. Well, then let's just give her a title. Let's just give her a title. All that work, all that build for Summer uh, for WrestleMania that you built, that you played on. And don't Becky Lynch is back. Uh, Mrs. Rollins. Mrs. Rollins has come back. And she, who must be obeyed backstage, she must be, you know, she must be bowed down to. As I say, this is the first time ever I wish Bianca Belair had won and won clean in 27 seconds, not the other way around. I liked Brock's, 
I love Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray, although she's on the dead program and will continue to be on the dead program until she goes main roster. Um, more about that later on. Uh, but no, I do not like Rebecca Quinn in any way, shape, or form. I will never like Rebecca Quinn in any way, shape, or form. Therefore, the answer to your question is Miss Rebecca Quinn or Mrs. Seth Rollins, whatever you want to call her. Um, I've got some other names, but they're used to, they're, they're more appropriate on someone like Cornette's podcast. David, there's a point where I enjoy Becky Lynch, and I thought, hey, she's cool. Then it came to SummerSlam, and this match that happened, and I was going like, let's, let's have a solid match. She won in like 27 seconds. What did we just do to the person we built for the last six months? Exactly, exactly. In any other scenario like that, you know, all that work that you've done, irrelevant of whether it's uh, Lynch or not, uh, doesn't surprise me. It just, the fact that now she's back, I uh, it just turns my stomach. Say, I'm not a fan. I never will be. This is one of those irrational things where I just don't like the woman. I don't like her in-ring. I don't like her personally. You're never going to get me to. So every time, unfortunately, from now on, that she's going to come on this show, you're going to get... And, and I think you knew what my reaction was going to be when you uh, wrote that question, Mr. Burkhead, which is fair enough. I don't blame you for that, but no. Um, if you want to get to me in the stunning six questions from now on, you're gonna, you're easily going to get to me through that one. Now, KLR debuting on NXT when they did TakeOver 36, I was kind of excited for, and then I realized, oh, hey, she's coming onto a sinking ship. Why not save her for, I don't know, maybe a main roster debut? Because she needs to be on the main roster over here. Yes, she does. What do you want me to say? Do you, I, I agree with that 100%. She'd be, at the moment, she'd be perfect for SmackDown, I think, as a fit with possibly them moving her over to Raw. Hey, they don't give it. They, well, one thing's for sure, Sean, this week has shown um, the WWE... No matter how much momentum AEW are gaining at this moment in time, the WWE do not give a toss about stuff like this. They really, really don't. I quite—I know we differed slightly on this. I quite enjoyed SummerSlam, I'll be honest. And the, the, the returns added to it. Certainly Brock's. And then we had a god-awful awful roar on Monday. I mean, I stayed up for Raw on, on based on SummerSlam. Um, and I was like, well, you idiot, you should know better. Why did you do that? I had had the UK wrestling fan regret all day Monday, um, and that's never good. Okay, so stunning question number two. We are looking at the NXT new logo at the moment as we're talking, and David, it kind of looks like they saw someone on AEW's opening, and they went, oh boy, I like that. I want that. Right, okay, Sean, take note for later in the podcast we're going to jump to my ugly of the week now because it's that logo. I, do you know what I honestly think? I think they've gone to be politically correct and gone with the, um, the, that, the, the certain movement. And I don't know. Either that or they've just, Vince has seen someone throw up on a plate and thought, I like that. Let's make a logo out of that. That's the only thing I can liken it to. It's horrible. I, I, it's absolutely horrible. David, my first thought when I saw it was, Hey, I could go on Fiverr and found them somebody for like 15, 20 bucks who could have done a heck of a lot better with a logo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not being funny, right? We're, we're a, a non-paid podcast. We do this because we love, um, love doing it. We love the people. We, any listener we get, we're grateful for. And anything like your, the, your T-shirts, 
the posters, um, anything we've got, we, 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 we're self-funded. If they'd have come to us and said, hey, guys, out of all the thousands of podcasts on wrestling in the world, we picked you, design us a logo. In 20 minutes, we could have done better than that. Jesus, my daughter would have done better than that in 20 minutes. Absolutely embarrassing is probably a better word. I'm not a fan, um, as you can probably tell. And it is my ugly of the week, so bear that in mind for the next section. Daily noted. So moving over to sending question number three. There was a questionable moment on AEW Dynamite this past week. Okay, David, remind me. We just seen the five labors of Jericho, and he came up short. <laughs> okay. So literally a week later, oh, hey, he's out there going, hey, i like to have one more match, and hey, yeah. if I don't win, I won't wrestle anymore. And I'm like, MJF, I'm like, please don't bother me. Stay away. Go away. Bye-bye. Yeah, I was surprised at this. I wasn't expecting this, and you're right. Um, It was... AEW haven't got much wrong over the past few weeks. I think they've had this. The old adage, how can I love you if you won't go away? Take Jericho out. They've got all these new names, big names coming in that they've got to squeeze in, and Jericho is one of those, one of the company's biggest names. Still will be after the Danielson... Well, Punk's obviously arrived. Rumour is Adam Cole um, is coming in very, very soon. I would say probably debuting, going to debut now on All Out. Danielson's room to make an appearance on All Out. So um, I don't know how they're going to squeeze that in, but obviously looking forward to that. It would be nice to say Jericho came out and said, look, thank you. Um, I'm not done with. I am not done. I'm going to go away and think about things. Um, the, The wrestler in me can't get my head around. The fact that I've lost three times to MJF. So I'm going to go away, recoup, train, do whatever, and I'm going to come back and MJF. Make no mistake, this isn't over. And then sod it off for a month, month and a half. Um, And then when all the other new guys are introduced and flowing in the card, he could have had a big, big comeback at the right moment. And that's what I would have liked to see. This, with the stipulation almost telegraphs the result at all out for me. Exactly, because you know they're not going to stop Jericho from wrestling, so... And I don't want MJF to lose, but you know... It's no, you're right, happen. yeah. Now, my thing would have been, there should have been five real labors of Jericho, and that fifth and final labor should have been him versus Sammy Guevara, career versus career. That would have been MJF's master evil plan, and have Jericho lose that match to Sammy... Get him off TV for, say, three months, and he returns at full gear. He helps Sammy beat MJF, and MJF is the person that literally demands Jericho back in the promotion for a match. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, mate. That's spot on like like that. That's very clever. But there you go. You see, you put some thought into that. That's not lazy booking. That's that's almost like short, long-term booking. And like that, I like that scenario a lot, and I'd like to see that. Certainly... No, you know, just this is this to me is wrong, and I, I don't know. It's almost like Jericho doesn't want to miss a payoff. We'll wait and see. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they haven't they haven't got a lot wrong lately, to be fair to AEW. So we'll wait and see. But I, I'm not sure about this. Okay, so standing question number four: Do you think NWA and Power will be remembered like? WWE's evolution. No, uh, no, quite simply not, because there won't be so many eyes on it. The wrestling will probably be slightly better, but unfortunately, nobody will see it. Uh, we, uh, ironically, before we went on air, we just mentioned it again. To watch that over here in the UK, it's dearer 
than buying all out over here in the UK. And I'm sorry, NWA, if I've got a choice with my last few quid of what I'm going to watch, am I going to watch All Out or NWA Empower? I'm afraid you know where that answer is in the current circumstances. Exactly. They may have priced themselves out of a lot of viewers, and that's yeah. unfortunate. Now, yeah. you, I think the wrestling is going to be better than what <laughs> Evolution gave us, but I'm hoping that this could be the start of something. Like, I thought, hey, WWE has this Evolution pay-per-view, and I thought it was going to be a yearly thing, but we knew a year later, nope, nope, they just did it for a one-time-off thing. I'm just going to make one guess, one guess prediction. I think Ruby Riot um, makes a surprise appearance. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. But I will be reviewing both NWA Empower and NWA 73 on Tuesday's episode of the Rockin' Wrestling Show on Finland Youth Radio. There's a little hint for you, David. That's looking forward to that, mate. As usual, your um, stunning segments are normally very, very well received. You even got, They're even talking about you on the breakfast show, mate. Of course. Everybody loves the stunning one. Have you not noticed this? Everybody loves the stunning one. Stop it. Big G. Start. Suppress the, suppress the G. Suppress the G. Okay. Stunning question number five. It comes from Raw. Because if you look on Raw, there's three tag teams, and they all have something similar, okay? They are teams that are put together that are doomed to fall apart because they don't get along. It's Nikki Cross yep. with Leah Ripley, or RK Bro, and yep. the other team is Shane Baszler and Nia Jax. So which team do you think breaks up first? And do you think WWE just started copying pacing things that they forgot? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I really, really do. Do you know what? And all three of them, despite the fact they're being individuals that I don't mind in those tag teams, all three tag teams as a, as, as a group I actually dislike. It's interesting to see the reaction to RK Bro from the audience. Now, the audience doesn't like. They like them, which I'm a little surprised at um, because I can't stomach Matt Riddle. I really, really can't. You asked a specific question, which one do I think breaks up first? I do think it will be um, Shayna and uh, Nia. Um, however, because I think they'll, they'll ride the coattails of RK-Bro just that little bit longer because of the listening to, hopefully, listening to the audience, because my opinion on this doesn't really matter at the end of the day. If the audience out there is digging them and going for it, they can tease that breakup a little bit longer and make it worth the while. Um, but, yeah, so I personally think uh, maybe Nia, uh, sorry, Shana, Shana and Nia, Okay, David. So, my thing was, I was looking at Nikki Cross and Leah Ripley being put together as a tag team. I'm going like, wait a minute. Like, 48 hours ago, you guys were fighting yeah. over the title. And now you're like, buddy, buddy. I'm like going, oh, it's WWE booking. They forget 48 hours later. Well, they're also a typical WWE tag team. Let's have two complete opposites. Let's have chalk and cheese. And we'll put them together and see how they gel. Okay, sixth and final stunning question coming up for you, David. What Thank is you. the one thing that you're looking forward to the most from NWA 73? Uh, oh, you caught me here. Hang on. Looking at this, I, I'm i going to go with the Battle Royal. Because if anyone does a Battle Royal well, it's the NWA. And I no doubt there'll be a couple of surprise participants in there. Oh, you kind of caught me off guard there. I was thinking you were going to go with Nick Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch. For the NWA title. Uh, 
I've got a gut feeling with that. Now, that's one of the ones I have seen the build to. I've got a feeling with that. That's going to end by the DQ or shenanigans and and, and basically um, a bit of smoke and mirrors to allow, allow... So Trevor Murdoch doesn't have to give his career up, but obviously they don't, I don't think they want... They're not going to put... I don't think they're going to put the title on Trevor Murdoch. Okay, so what I'm looking forward to the most is actually the women's gauntlet match that they considered the cup. Because there's a yeah. certain person in this contest that may be the future of professional wrestling, and also may be a future guest on this show, and Bianca Corelli. So just keep your eyes out, and keep your ears open. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I love it when you give me a hint and a wink. Okay, with that, we're bringing the Sunny six questions to the close this week, and we're sliding it over to the good, the bad, and oh my god, the so freaking awful of the week. <laughs> And now it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly in the week that was professional wrestling. Okay, Mr. Smartburn, I'll let you lead this week. So, where are we going? Good. I'm going to go to AEW Dynamite and the last 10 minutes, the way they did the Alistair Brack, Brock Anderson 10 minutes, I thought was excellent. I thought the build was clever. Um, they made it perfectly clear that Brock Anderson really doesn't stand a chance, but he's got the family heart, the family guts, etc. Utilising Arn properly as a father as well, which I thought was simple but effective. And they got it right. Alistair just went in there and killed them both. Um, and that's as he should. What he's really, done. really concerns me, they've done Alistair Black perfectly so far. Please, please don't have Captain Politician, when he does come back, come back and beat him. Please don't do that. Let him go on a run. I want him to go on a run. They won't put the TNT title on Pack. Put it on Alistair Black. Let Alistair Black be the eventual one to beat Miro. Because that will be a belter. David, I did enjoy your good this week. And Alistair Black is literally the best heel on AEW. They have him perfectly <sighs> booked. And I love the fact that you had Arn down at ringside holding the towel. He's looking... At his son, yep. and Black's going like, you need to toss that towel in. You need to toss the towel in. And he's just like, nope, I won't let my son stand on his own two feet. And it was just heartbreaking. It was good theater. And I want to see Alistair Black go down this path. And maybe when Cody comes back, they have that rematch. He beats Cody again, and they keep Alistair Black strong. And he's the next heel to face Whoever the face is that beats Kitty Omega for the title, because Alistair Black should be a AEW World Champion inside of 18 to 24 months. I agree with all of that. The one thing I would disagree with you, mate, and you think about this, think back to Wednesday night, right? Agree with it all. Very fair point. All salient. He's not a heel. They cheered the crap out of him. Now, if Cody is thinking he's going to come back, and because he's Cody, because it's the AEW crowd, I'm not sure he's going to get the reaction he wants, because that crowd at the moment is not giving him a heel reaction. And that's even when he does, goes to get extra heat. They're not giving him that heel reaction. Um, have a think about it. You think back. Um, you're, everything that you said is not wrong, and it would be good booking. You know, you got your booking head on. But... He's not the he's not the biggest heel in AEW. Not while not and also not while MJF is there. To be fair to Alistair Black, um, but that said, it was an absolutely perfect se segment for at this time. Well done and everything that Alistair Black needs at the moment. We will wait and see. Okay, so my guest this week comes from NXT UK, 
and it's Eva Valtteri versus Jenny because the opening match of that card, awesome. <laughs> and yes, David, you knew this was coming, so allow me. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed Jenny, and I was hoping she would have won this match because I thought, hey, keep her strong. She needs to be the person that beats Satomura. But okay, fine. Let's have Eva Valtteri have a moment in the sun. Perfectly fine. And I love the fact that Joseph Cotter was the perfect stunning one in the cage because he was saying everything I was saying. I was like right there with him. Yeah, fair point. It was a, it was decent, Miss. If you haven't seen it, and Joseph, yeah, Joseph Connors was very good actually. Joseph Connors really enhanced this with his performance. Um, yeah, you got a good point there, mate. My bad of the week is uh, a general bad. And, and I'm going to encompass my ugly as well, mate, because I've mentioned it already on the Stunning Six Questions. My bad of the week is NXT, the whole show. Even allowing for the Samoa Joe standoff with all the alleged contenders. Now, I can't argue with the contenders. It looks like they've moved LA Knight up into that group, which is great. But it was awful. It was poorly delivered. Joe didn't say much. He was just like, waiting, come on, come on, come on, come on, fight me. They pushed Ridge Holland further than they should. Kyle O'Reilly, I just can't get my head around that skateboarding character dude type fella he's trying to be. We both know Kyle O'Reilly's a beast in the ring, but he shouldn't have a microphone near him. He's awful. And and NXT was just, just bad, really bad. And then, to top it up, they announced their new logo or show put pictures of their new logo, which... Um, maybe I'm getting old, Sean. I might be getting old. I might be not down with the kids anymore. But I like you. I know what I like with my wrestling, and you've got a pretty good idea of what I like uh, with my wrestling. And you know that I know that you know what you like with your wrestling. <sighs> no, no, NXT, go away. Are you done? You are done. Put a fork in them. They're they're Sunday's roast. They're go away. I think they should get a new name. I think you should get a brand new program and just literally, personally, start from scratch again. It, it was it was good while it lasted. It delivered some stellar moments uh, when it was at its peak, but it's over now. Go away. Just go away. David, when I saw that logo, the first thing that popped in my mind was, they need to call this Florida Championship Wrestling because it seems like they've gone back to the future with this logo. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, very happy. It was a bit like the old FC, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't made that thought in my head, but you know what? You bang on. It is very old FCW, isn't it? Exactly, David. Now, my bad this week comes from <laughs> SummerSlam. And, David, as much as you knew my good, you know my bad. Because it was 27 seconds of me looking at my TV with my jaw to the floor. As Knoxville's yeah. very own Bianca Belair got really screwed over by Becky Lynch. To be fair, mate, the... They sometimes say the art of wrestling is closer to the truth behind the scenes. And this is, yeah, I, I don't know what to say to you, my friend. I felt for you because I knew what, you, what your reaction would be. And for the moment, the moment she appeared, you knew Belair was dropping the title. What you didn't genuinely and honestly re- think was going to happen was it would be after 27 seconds. Um, and it didn't have the impact for me. It, won't, it didn't have, it, no. I mean, again, you're going to get me going again. You're going to start me off. I sympathize with you. I agree with you. But I will. I just can't involve that woman in anything I talk about. Okay, so quick story here. I went to a NXT house show here in Knoxville on Super Bowl Sunday one year. 
and they had Bianca Belair versus Amber Moon as one of their matches. And Bianca's family was there ringside. I want to say they had like 20 members of her family there. And they were the whole freaking show because they were so into it. And Amber Moon walks out, and I think Amber thought she still might be a face. And she has this pause, and she looks around, and she goes like, yeah, yeah I need to wrestle as a heel. I've got to heal it up. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Time, um, yeah. Well, no, I, th- I felt sorry for you. I'm not a big Bel Air fan, as I've made clear on this show, but on SummerSlam night, I sure was, and that was just like, oh, wow, I can't believe they've done that. To... And the biggest thing was, more than anything, whether I liked it or not, over WrestleMania, they did all this build, built her up, built her up, built her up, gave her the title, you could see it coming, great, all right, yeah, you've done that, and then they just kick her in the kippers, because... Uh, Captain Spoilt Witch comes back. I said Witch, but Captain Spoilt Witch comes back. Uh, Mrs. Rollins, I want, I want, and I will get. And there's uh, there's some truth in that, guys, whether you believe it or not. Okay, so you already talked about your ugly being the NXT logo. So allow me to talk about my ugly. My ugly, we also touched back on the standing six questions. And it's the fact that WWE on Raw has basically copy and paste the whole story arc for three tag teams. And I realized it Monday... Actually, I realized it Tuesday morning when I was watching Raw because I stopped watching Raw live. So I'm going like, wait a minute. This storyline between Nikki Cross and Leah Ripley and RK Bro, they're similar. They're following the same arc. I'm going, why do you need 20 freaking writers? You can have one writer just copy and paste this in five minutes. Mate, they don't need 20 writers. They, they need some wrestling writers. Um, some people who know about wrestling because I, I don't know. It's it's so frustrating. You're not wrong. Jesus, how could you be wrong with that? Um, it's just poor. And this is why. I, you know, I reported on the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show on Tuesday that apparently WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania, sorry, excuse me, SummerSlam was the biggest watch SummerSlam um, ever, which is great for them. And you know why? Because of Cena, Cena um, Reigns. And then, obviously, you got the bonus of Brock's return. Um, you know, you got little special extras that only the WWE can do, like Edge in the bro- you know, Edge of the Brood entrance, which, to be fair, probably half the audience wouldn't have remembered anyway. But it was nice for people like us. Um, but, hey, you know, then they followed it up with Raw. And while SmackDown and Rampage are now 1.1 million viewers apart, I can only see that gap getting closer. Exactly, David. I do believe that eventually WWE is going to wake up and realize that they're actually back in a competition with AEW, but it may be just a bit too late for them to catch back up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, Yeah. I don't, I genuinely don't think that they, even with what's going on with NXT, I genuinely, I think, I I don't think Vince wants to take them seriously. So therefore he's not going to take them seriously, but you know, apparently they, they were desperate to keep Adam Cole, and Adam Cole did not see, unsurprisingly, did not see a future for himself within the WWE main roster, well, you know, which is a shame, but they were never going to, he was only going to get so far with his size, despite the fact his promo skills are off the chart, he's got the gimmick, he's popular, heel or face, they, they'd have pulled it off, but hey, you know, if he goes to AEW, the only thing I don't want him to do is, if, is when he starts with AEW, I don't want him just to fit into the elite. I want him to be separate. I don't want him to be part of the elite, a, a la a PWG, ROH, and, um, you know, New Japan. Exactly. He needs to be his own separate entity, 
and him and Britt Baker should be the power couple of AEW because if they come out there on All Out in Chicago, you know they're going to walk down to the ring. They're going to go like DMD, boom, I'm cold, baby. Go to D. Well, it could, it could just be DMD, baby. We're here. We're calling it here, like mate. It, you know that would be. I would. I. I've got to be honest. I think I'd wet my old man pants if that happened. I think it'd be the best moment of all out, and it'd be like thirty seconds. But I mean, it would be probably the best moment of the night. <laughs> and that's with the potential of Punk, Darby Allen, and um, Danielson showing up. You know, I mean, and we're not even talking about either of them being the best best moment of all out. That's that that has potential to be one of the wrestling shows of the last 20 years. It's easily, at the moment, the way it's going. Okay, so we're going to slide over to our final segment of our first season, and it's David and Smart Mark's Heel and Face of the Week. It's now time for David, the Smart Mark Heel and Face of the Week. So, Mr. Smart Mark, where do you want to go? Do you want to do your face, or do you want to do your heel? Well, as it's the end of the season edition, it would be remiss of me not to have one of my slightly left of centre heels that I, tend, I, I have a habit of coming up with, and I've got one this week. My heel of the week is Booker T, and my heel of the, uh, the reason I've picked Booker T is because he's gone into an impassioned defence and attack, impassioned defence of the WWE and attack of CM Punk's first Rampage promo, saying that. CM Punk was a naughty boy for taking all the nasty shots at the WWE. It's like, Booker, get over yourself. The, that promo was brilliant. The ice cream bar shots, the fact that he said he left professional wrestling when he left Ring of Honor and didn't, has only just come back to it, I thought it was very, very clever. He never mentioned the WWE by name, which makes it even better. And I know, Booker, you're looking after your job, but, mate, you know, the ridiculous statement and it just made yourself look stupid and embarrassed. I mean, really, CM Punk didn't make his debut promo about the WWE. He no. basically just told a story of, hey, I left professional wrestling in 2005 because he left Rio Auto where they treated professional wrestling like professional wrestling. And he's <laughs> like, you know, I went to this place. I knew I was going to go face an uphill battle and I got burnt out. I got tired of it. I'm sorry I had to leave, but if you don't understand I had to leave and get better, then you really don't understand the concept here. And now I'm back, and oh, by the way, everybody, free ice cream. Who doesn't like free ice cream? Come on, Booker. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, I mean, you can see why he's done it, but it was just stupid. It was embarrassing. And, and that's a shame because it's from a personality that – that I I normally like what he says. I normally you know go to support what he says, but no, not in this case. You would be just being boned. It was being stupid, and you know, Bucky, you don't need you don't need to creep around the WWE that much, son. You you know you're a Hall of Famer, you're a legend. You don't you know chill out a little bit more and just enjoy what everyone else saw as a, as a perfect moment. Exactly. I mean, eventually Booker's gonna be done with the WWE, maybe. Don't you want to keep that door open to AEW? Because I feel like the AEW fans, if they heard Booker T's music hit and he wants out on AEW, they would cheer him too. Yeah, of course they would. Who wouldn't? You know, I mean, you know, the blokes, the, the blokes are legend, but this was just stupid. Just stupid. Okay, so my heel, I'm going the traditional route for my heel this week. 
and it's Malachi Black because I just love his performance on this past week's episode of AEW Dynamite. It was a shift kiss. It was this perfect theater. And yes, David, I'm waiting for this rematch with him and Cody, and I want to see Malachi Black just lay waste to Cody. I'll let you speechless. No, no, no. Sorry, I think we just froze a little bit there, mate. No, you didn't leave me speechless. I, I don't. It, it's perfect. They, they got it, bang on. They really, really did. I can't stress this enough. They've got someone's entrance, someone's debut, and someone's build, bang on so far. And this is why I'm very, very afraid that they don't ruin it. And I don't want them to ruin it because they shouldn't. It's simple enough strategy of booking. We've, you've nailed it. I've nailed it. Let's hope they continue to do so. I just don't see him as a heel. That's the only thing where I slightly differ from you, Sean, is because he's getting cheered and he's getting cheered and everyone's loving him because they just want to see him. He's different. He's got character. He can promo, even if you don't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, you know, he's brilliant. He is brilliant and he is unique. And let's hope that they continue to do, you know, build him like that. Okay, David, so who is your face for the final time this season? My face for the final time. There can only be one man again. Second week running. Philip Brooks, CM Punk, for the promo on Dynamite. Not quite as long. Similar reaction, but he won me when he won me with the simple line, and this is why he gets my face of the week. They're cheering him, they're cheering what he's doing, he's talking about you know, making the guys, and you can, you can see he means it, you can see he's genuinely passionate about this, and the crowd starts doing the yes chant, and quick as a flash, he comes back with, hey, hey guys, that's somebody else's stick, you may just have to wait a little bit longer to use that, the crowd go nuts, because it's an acknowledgement that he's coming, it's an acknowledgement of what everyone knows he's coming, when he's coming, we don't know yet, but it was just very well done, I think Shivani, Shivani wet himself, I like the dynamic between Phil and Shivani, it was a great promo, yet again, another masterclass of mic work from, from Brooks, he, he hasn't lost, definitely hasn't lost that, and what was interesting to see this week, just as a side note, Obviously, everyone's now, will he be up to it in the ring? Will he be up to it in the ring? If you know Phil Brooks or know anything about Phil Brooks, you will know he will not, under any circumstances, want to go out in the ring, have ring rust, or put in a poor performance as a pro wrestler. He will not want to do that. It will kill him. So you can rest assured he's been working for that, and they showed snapshots that he's been working in Tommy N's MMA school with Tommy End getting back used to professional wrestling and working um, in the ring but doing it in an MMA cage. David I saw that fellow and I went you know what they would make a freaking good tag team. Can you oh yeah. Young Bucks versus Punk and Black for the title. Save that for like all in next year and do it. Now that's a thought isn't it? But what do you do? You see, but this is this comes back to earlier on when you consider, um, and understandably so, you consider Malachi Black a heel. I don't consider him a heel because of the crowd reaction. You know, does that turn Punk heel? Does it? I mean, not that Punk couldn't turn heel, but he certainly shouldn't do it yet because he's, you know, he's he's still going to get a face reaction no matter what. But that's a very very good point. Oh, wouldn't they? Wouldn't you like that? Ooh, what a tag team that would be. 
Yeah, I mean, and them facing the Young Bucks, they automatically become the faces. See, I'd sort of wondered, you, you talk about tag teams, and I'd sort of, with what we knew was coming, I'd sort of thought that we might get a Punk and Danielson tag team and give them a tag team belt push, because then you can you can keep them, it's almost like you can keep the young lads, the new, newer lads, for the main two titles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understood your concept, but I saw the picture, and I know what I want now for Christmas. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 I can't fault you for that. That hadn't resonated. I don't know whether I'm having a slow day or not, but obviously saw the picture, that resonated. And you know what? Yeah, you could be right. You really, really could be right. Um, oh, oh, now there's a thought, AEW. Oh, well, that's certainly a, a vision to end season one. Oh, no, who's your, sorry, who's your face? Uh, nearly. Okay, so my final face of the week is not Jitty. No, no, I know you thought I was going to go down the road with Jitty. <laughs> But it's not. It's actually Eva Valkyrie because I feel like this victory over Jenny is going to push her up a level. And I'm hoping NXT UK is building another phase for that division. Because right now, you basically have Sakamura and you have nobody else on that side for a phase. So I'm like, <sighs> we need somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's getting a little bit uneven. But I don't know how long. I'll be honest, Sean. I don't know how long NXT UK is. For this world, because as quickly as they built it up, they can take it away. And with what's happening with the main NXT roster, it would make sense for them to cherry pick a few of the better talents um, for the main whatever they're going to do with that horrible, horrible thing, and say maybe take Pete, um, Pete Dunne, maybe take Tyler Bate. Um, you know, you, you know the people that they're going to take. Noam Dar back, and see, see what they can do with it, but. I, I don't hold out strong hopes for NXT UK. Well, David, if that's the case, there's always progress. <sighs> there's always ICW. Oh, hey, AEW. Yeah. If they don't take Jenny to the main roster, you better freaking get Jenny to AEW. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, um, you know, you've got some people in there that she's worked with, Kip Sabian, um, Pac, uh, are people, you know, that, she, that will be very, very familiar with her and um, can give her that little she comes in as almost um the english almost like a mary a nasty mary poppins type character do you know what i mean because she's played something similar before in early days of progress do you know what i mean that sort of style very trim english woman who's got disdain for everyone do you know what i mean exactly yes if she got free from her contract with nancy uk and could pop into all out Coming to Chicago, I know she could turn that place on her in like 30 seconds. Well, they have got the women's battle royal. I'm, is it about, I'm sure it's a women's battle royal, it's the um, dark match, isn't it? For all out, yes, they're doing the casino battle royal, which we'll save that for season two. That might be a bad or a ugly, depending on how it goes. <laughs> yeah, they're not normally the best book things, are they? They haven't got the best reputation with them. <laughs> Exactly, David. And we'll save that conversation for next week. So why yeah. don't you tell the good people where to find you, what you're doing this week on Finland Youth Radio. Well, guys, um, firstly, just a quick on, I'm sure Sean's going to do this as well. Thank you over this past uh, 12 months. I can't believe we've reached the first anniversary point. Genuinely scary of how the time has gone, but I think we've got better. I think we've got um, more wish, you know, 
just if you've listened to anything at any point to all our guests, some of them, you know, names that Sean and I could, could we just couldn't have dreamed of. Thank you so much. Genuinely, thank you so much. I'm back on Tuesday, 5 o'clock UK time, when I'm going to take an in-depth look at Glory by Honour and this last week, and I'm going to preview all out. Sean obviously has his own thoughts. The Stunning Sean segment is still the most popular bloody segment on the programme. I can't shake that off. But yeah, hey, come join me. Find me, D, uh, D Brightly 6 at Big Duds on Twitter. All the good stuff, guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay, before I say goodbye this week, this Thursday on Retrospective, I'm taking David back to 1995, more exactly September the 4th, 1995, for the debut episode of WCW Money Nitro. I'm looking forward to this. Really am. You pick well again. And ladies and gentlemen, we are running out of time right now. Catch us this coming Thursday on Retrospective. This is Sean Shizbani signing off. Stay stunning. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.